This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling me to the heavenly. He's Good morning, good morning, Tallahassee. How are you? Happy holidays. Welcome to Wave 94.1. It's 1130 a.m. And guess what? It's time to escape. Escape to heaven with Servant Marcia, Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. I am so excited to be here today and to talk to you because I was wondering, how do we escape? Uh, First, we need to escape perhaps ourselves, um, the condition of our souls, the society that we're living in, the generational rituals and curses, and there's so much to escape to in order to arrive at the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And yet this morning, Believe it or not, God gave me a word. I am really excited because the word is, are you and I free? Because if we're free, then we are sons and daughters of the Most High. Or are you an idolater? And don't even know it, you know? And if so, that means you're a bastard. I, I thought that was weird. That was, that's a lot to consider. Who am I? A lot of times we think we're free only to discover that we're still caught up in bad behaviors, bad thinking, uh, cursed behavior. Uh, oh my God. I want to adventure. I want to venture. Go down this path so we can gain better understanding of where are we right now and what do we do? Because how can I escape if the very thing that I'm trying to escape is integral in me? It's a part of me. That means I have to escape me first. So let's read the word of God and see what we learn. Where he took me, first of all, what brought all of this up was Matthew, the 17th chapter, surprisingly enough. And it's after um, Jesus is speaking to his disciples after the child that they could not cast the demon out. And the Lord began to say, this kind come out by fasting and prayer. And so perhaps a part of how do we become free, it could be tied to how are we fasting? How are we praying? But while they were staying in Galilee, and I'm looking at um, Matthew, the 17th chapter, starting at 22nd, 24th verse, um, he's telling them how the son of man is about to be betrayed by the hands of men, how they will kill him. And the third day, the Son of Man will raise, be raised up. And when they had come to Capernaum, which I lived there for a moment, 
those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, does your teacher, meaning Jesus, not pay the temple tax? And so Peter said, yes. And then when he came to Jesus, Jesus anticipated him, said, what do you think, Simon? Notice he didn't call him Peter. He called him Simon. From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? Do they take it from their sons or they take it from strangers? Peter said to him, to Jesus, from strangers. So Jesus said, then the sons are free. Okay. So nevertheless, lest we offend them, uh, go to the sea, cast in a hook, take the fish out and in his mouth, you will find a piece of money. Give it to them. Okay. For yourself and me. But I want to dissect that for a moment because notice what Jesus said. Then the sons are free. And so that's our question today. Are we free? Because I want to be free. The word of God says that the truth shall make you free. Why do sometimes I feel like I'm not free, but yet I desire to be free. And that's what started this journey this morning. So the Lord led me to 2 Kings, the 17th chapter. And I'm just going to read this recount of history that occurred to the Israelites. And they were living at that time, the 12th year of Ahaz, king of Judah. Hosea, the son of Elah, became son of Israel. But I was thinking, before we go any further, what is idolatry? Uh, it, it means like when you worship something, even beyond the worship that you have for the creator, it means that you worship the things that are created, that you put uh, even your affection for relationships or uh, your religious affiliation or your money or social status, race. You put anything above the creator that becomes idolatry. And so that gives us a moment to stop and think and ponder and also evaluate, are we doing that now and we don't realize it? Well, let's look at Israel in 2 Kings, the 17th chapter, so we can understand what is idolatry and how it changes your status. And instead of you remaining a son or daughter and in freedom, you become an idolater, which means now you are no longer connected to the creator. You are a bastard and you would be cast away from him, the father, whenever you become an idolater. So let's look at this just a little bit more intently. Going to second Kings, the 17th chapter, we see that the king of Azariah, or it's sort of like Syria, okay, um, took Samaria and carried Israel away, okay? And the reason, verse number seven, because the children of Israel had sinned against the Lord their God, who brought them up out of the land of Egypt from under the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and they had feared other gods. And had walked in the status and the statues of the nations whom the Lord had cast out. 
from before the children of Israel and of the kings of Israel, which they had made. Also, worse than that, the children of Israel secretly did against the Lord their God things that were not right. And they built for themselves high places in all their cities. And in case you're not, you're not an Israelite and you're not from the Eastern culture. So you may not know what those two words mean, high places. And they mean, temp, that mean temples of worship. That's what it mean. Okay. And they built these temples throughout the entire city from watchtowers to fortified cities. They set up for themselves sacred pillars. Okay. Wooden images on every high hill and under every green tree. They burned incense. So you burn an incense. I don't know where you got that from, but without you realizing that you're setting yourself up to become an idolater, we really have to pay attention to a lot of little things we do just because we do it, but we don't even know why we're doing it or the history behind it. So the Israelites, they burned incense like the nations whom the Lord had carried away before them. And they did wicked things to provoke the Lord to anger. Are you doing that? Are you doing things, not even realizing it, that you're provoking God to anger and you're doing it because it's just been passed down or you saw somebody else do it or you saw it on TV, it looked so fashionable. What are we doing? <laughs> For they serve idols of which the Lord has said to them, you shall not do this thing. Yet the Lord himself testified against Israel and also against Judah by all of his prophets and seers saying, turn from your evil ways and keep my commandments and my statutes according to all the law which I commanded your fathers and which I sent to you by my servants, the prophets. So prophets, hope everybody get this, are servants of the Most High. Nevertheless, you are not here, stiffened your necks like the necks of your fathers who did not believe in the Lord their God. And I want us to pay attention to what I'm reading because we're going to learn something and you're going to understand that we might be guilty of the same thing that the Israelites were guilty of. And they rejected his statutes and covenant that he made with their fathers and his testimonies, which he had testified against them. And they followed idols. And notice this word became, that means a process, idolaters. And went after the nations who were all around them, concerning whom the Lord had charged them that they should not do like them. So they left all the commandments of the Lord their God, made for themselves a, a molded image and two calves, made a wooden image and worshipped all the host of heaven and served Baal, O Baal. The state of America, we can say we see this happening in our own nation, the words that I just read. And they caused their sons and daughters to pass through the fire. I mean, they sacrificed their children. They burnt them alive and gave them to an idol God, Moloch, most likely. 
and practice witchcraft and soothsayer. Talking about one's a good witch, one's a bad witch. We're doing all this today. And sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord, to provoke him to anger. Therefore, the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them from his sight. There was none left out of 12 tribes. There was only one tribe left. And that's why you wonder about this one tribe. And guess what that tribe was? The tribe of Judah. When we use the word Jew, we don't even know the history of that one word. And the history is that it's an abbreviated format, abbreviated form, a short version of the word Judah. So what it means, Judah means at this point, those who follow the commandments of God. That's what it means. So the segment of the Israelites that are called Jews are supposed to be that segment that follow the commandments and statutes of God. Where do you fit in? Are you in the Israelites? Just those that God created for himself, called out of darkness, pulled you to light? Are you in that small segment, that remnant of the uh, Jews, the tribe of Judah? Where are you? But let's even look at, continue this uh, verse here, this chapter, 2 Kings 17 chapter. And we're looking at the 19th verse because the word says also Judah did not keep the commandments of the Lord either. So at this point, nobody's keeping the commandments but walked in the statues of Israel, but not in the statues of God. So they walked in the man-made statues, meaning they continued with the rituals and the this and the that, but their hearts was still not pure before the Lord. And therefore the Lord rejected all the descendants of Israel, afflicted them, delivered them into the hands of plunderers, and until he had cast them from his sight, for he tore Israel from the house of David, and they made Jeroboam the son of Nebat king, and then Jeroboam drove Israel from following the Lord at all, and he made them create a great sin. For the children of Israel walked in all the sins of Jeroboam, which he did, and they didn't depart from them. They're still doing it. Even right now, until the Lord removed Israel out of his sight, as he said he would, by all his servants, the prophets. So Israel was carried away from their own land. I want you to listen to this because this is a part of what we're living in now today. You want to understand who are the inhabitants really of the land of Israel. The answer is right here. I'm going to read it for you. So Israel was carried away from their own land to Assyria as it is to this day. So the real inhabitants of Israel, the bulk of them are in Syria. Hmm. Pray this Bible. Then the king of Syria brought people in. So the people that's living in Israel now come from these cities. Babylon, Kufa, Ava, Amath, Sepharphorim, and placed them in the cities 
of Samaria instead of the children of Israel. So these foreigners took possession of Samaria and dwelt in its cities. And it was so at the beginning of their dwelling there that they did not fear the Lord. Because why? They come from an entire different culture. So therefore the Lord God sent lions upon them, which killed most of them or some of them. So they went and spoke to the king of Assyria, which is Syria that we know today. The nations whom you have removed and placed in the cities of Samaria do not know the rituals of the God of the land. Therefore, he has sent lions among them. And indeed, they're killing them because they do not know the rituals of the God of the land. Okay. Then the king of Assyria commanded, saying, send there one of the priests whom you have brought from there. Let him go and dwell there and teach them the rituals of the God of the land. I really... I, you know, this is freaking me out because my question is, who's living in Israel today? I mean, where are the true Israelites? Is that who's there now? I don't know. I'm just reading the Bible. I don't know. Then one of the priests whom they had carried away from Samaria came and dwelt in Bethel and taught them how they should fear the Lord. However, listen to this part. Now you'll know why I'm questioning this. Every nation continued to make gods of its own and put them in the shrines on the high places, which the Samaritans had made, the Israelites, right? Every nation in the cities where they dwelt, the men of Babylon made Sukkoth Benoth, the men of Kuth made Nerhal, the men of Amath made Ashima, and the Avites made Nippos and Tartak, and the Sepharphites, meaning like giants, burnt their children in fire to Adramelech and Anamelech, the gods of Sepharim. So they feared the Lord. That's what the Bible's teaching us. Oh my dear. Never knew this. And from every class, they appointed for themselves priests of the high places who sacrificed for them in the shrines of the high places. They feared the Lord, I'm reading from the Bible, verse 33, yet served their own gods according to the rituals of the nations from among whom they were carried away. To this day, right now to this day, they continue practicing the formal rituals. They do not fear the Lord, nor do they follow the statues or the ordinances or the law and commandment which the Lord had commanded the children of Jacob, whom he named Israel, with whom the Lord had made a covenant in charge, saying, you shall not fear other gods, nor bow down to them, nor serve them, nor sacrifice to them. Only the Lord, me, I, the creator, who brought you up from the land of Egypt with great power, and an outstretched arm. Him you shall fear. Him you shall worship. Him you shall offer sacrifice. These are the statutes, ordinances, the law, the commandments, which you shall observe forever. You shall not fear other gods. And the covenant that I have made with you, you shall not forget, nor shall you fear other gods. He's saying that over and over again. 
but the Lord your God you shall fear. Only God the Father, the Creator, He shall deliver you from the hand of all your enemies. That's us, guys. He's even saying that to you and I today. Will we say we believe in Jesus and we accept the salvation, but are we secretly still serving other gods? Are we an idolater of sports even, you know, of, of, of society status? I mean, what is your idol? When will you face it and eliminate it and only fear the Lord your God? However, they did not obey, but they followed their former rituals. So these nations feared the Lord, right? Because they knew of his power. Yet they served their idols. <laughs> and also their children and their children's children have continued doing this as their fathers did even to this day and this hour and this moment and this season. Even today, this is going on. For that reason, I stopped and I said, wow, are we free? Are we a son? Are we a daughter? Are we idolaters? Are we following rituals? You know, I'm Bahamian. We have things like uh, Junkanoo. And when I look at it objectively, wow, it looks like it's idolatry. Am I, am I an idolater? What am I? What are you? Have I forsaken the rituals of my ancestors? <laughs> or am I doing both? Because, you know, the word of God even say uh, over there in Revelation, I think he said, well, he'll spit you out of your mouth. You know, he said, I wish you were hot or cold, hot or cold, but not lukewarm. Are we lukewarm? 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter, verse number nine says, I'm reading with the Bible. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, that mean getting high, revilers, partying with no end. In Miami, they start partying at midnight and they end at like 10, 11 a.m. the next morning. So when you're trying to go to work on a Saturday, you have to be patient because the revilers are just getting out. Nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were us, such were some of us. But we've been watched sanctified, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. God raised the Lord up and will also raise us up by his power. We can live free of idolatry. We got to submit to God and then that way the enemy will flee and the Lord will take over our bodies. Amen. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Right? So are you supposed to take your body and and um, make it a member of a harlot, of a whore? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a whore or a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. 
So he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with God. So for that reason, we're going to church every day, but you you can't let your eyes look at, um, you know, sexual impurity. So we can't do the, I, I know there was a time that I thought it was okay to look at movies, but we can't do that. That's pornography. We can't do that. That's sexual immortality. Immorality. Sexual immorality. We're supposed to flee from that. And every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and not from your own. We were bought at a price, price of Jesus' blood. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit. Even your body and your spirit belong to God. Amen. So today what we were talking about is, uh, are we free or are we idolaters? And do we understand that our bodies do not belong to us and the sin that the Israelites committed and they're suffering from it today was idolatry and idolatry is when you put anything anything above your love for the father for the creator amen and so second corinthians the sixth chapter verse number 14 says for uh here it is give me one moment okay knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus. Oh, the enemy do not want me to read this to you, but I shall read it. Here we go. So here's what you and I must do. We cannot be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, communion, does light have with darkness, and what meeting or agreement does Christ have with Bilal? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God, which is you, have with idols? So we cannot be an idolater. For we, you and I, those that are believers, are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out. From among them. Let's break away from the ways of idolatry. Yes, it's in all of us, all of us, because it's been generational. But Holy Spirit, He will lead us, He will teach us, He will move us away and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, what is unclean and I will receive you and I will be a father to you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. I say escape, okay? Let's escape to heaven. But remember, escaping to heaven means escaping from yourself, from the ways that you have inside of you that come from many, many generations before you existed. And you not knowing that you are still practicing behavior that I that is idolatrous unto the Lord. So, Father God, we pray today that you release your Holy Spirit upon us, Lord, and reveal what we are, idolaters. God, we desire to be one with you, 
to uh, be raised up by you in the rapture or in the day that we are raised up. And uh, we desire to be holy, Lord, because you said be holy. So, Father, we ask for your grace and your mercy to uh, deliver us from this uh, prison of idolatry and reveal to us where we are worshiping or bowing down to anything greater than yourself. Treating it as if it's greater than you because there is none greater than you. In Jesus' name we pray. God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this day. Bless all those that are in radio land and let us become for real your daughter, your son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Guys, I love you. See you soon. Next week. Bye.